welcome to the Creating, Living, and Making podcast. I'm Grant. And I'm Adam. And I'm Richard. And uh, this is the Creating, Living, and Making podcast, just like I said. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So welcome, guys. It's good to hear from you guys again. It's been a couple of weeks. And uh, so what have you been up to, Adam? So I just built a cover for a pool pump, which got released today. And I'm about to, after this podcast, start on making a new workbench on the back wall of my shop for all my workbench tools. What did you, did you do anything fun in the last two weeks, like uh, outside of uh, making? Work. <laughs> all right. How about, about you, Richard? It. What have you been up to? Well, I've started a new project. Um, we're doing a full bathroom renovation. Uh, it's taking up a lot of time, but we're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, our channel is primarily a DIY. Um, so what we've decided to do this time around is instead of just showing a, a, a before picture and, and a bunch of clips of what we're doing and then a, a final result, we're kind of doing a step-by-step and breaking it down into a series. And we're going to show exactly how to uh, do each one of the procedures. So we started off in, in the bathroom. Uh, we're, we're doing some painting of the walls and how to patch up holes and apply some texture to it and then painting it. And we're going to work from there and, and keep uh, some small videos over the, um, each week for the next, uh, I don't know, probably a couple months until we can uh, show the final result. But again, the main main goal for us on, on this particular uh, thing that we're working on is to be able to show our viewers um, how to do it and not just, hey, look at us. This is what we did. Yeah, I watched the uh, painting one today. It was really good. Filled. I like that uh, screwdriver uh, tip the back end of a screwdriver that was a really good tip oh. i guess it's not the tip of the screwdriver it's the back end but the back end yep that was actually i learned that from another youtuber many years ago and i i, I couldn't find them to give them credit for so uh the other thing that's uh, very exciting that we all participated in was the origami display challenge hosted by uh richard over at the poor minds diy uh it was a lot of fun to, uh, I made an origami mobile for my son, uh, and I think he really likes it. He still makes me spin it pretty much every day when we go in there, which I'm kind of getting tired of, but uh, don't <laughs> tell him that. Uh, the other, that's the fun. What did you guys build for those who can't, uh, who haven't seen it yet? So I built an Asian temple that was two stories, one for the crane that I built and one for the monkey that Richard and Jennifer built or made. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm pretty happy with how it turned out. It, it was it was challenging trying to do the curves and stuff on the roof. Like I, I I ran the pieces of wood across the table saw sideways, which was quite scary at first, but actually ended up being actually less scary than cutting normally. I think because the blade is covered and hidden. Um, yeah, other than that, I was pretty happy with how it turned out. I um, changed a couple of details along the way, but yeah, worked out pretty well. And you, Richard? Well, I before I talk about mine i gotta say um i never expected the mobile and uh that mobile was that was awesome it's it was just it seems kind of simple but but your target audience was your son and your son the, the pictures that you provided were just priceless it was just that was awesome kudos to you on that one there that was definitely a display for origami and it came out exceptionally well <laughs> I, I, I thought maybe you should have added a motor to it or something so you don't have to keep spinning it on your own and complaining about it <laughs> but well, why didn't i think of that <laughs> you video idea you can add on to that <laughs> and then uh 
Adam's Adam's uh, pagoda that he made was that was just uh, we were blown away as we were watching that too, and it's like everybody kept coming up with total different ideas. We figured ah everybody's going to just make a square box and then you know some will use the glass, some will use plexi, some won't use any glass and just make it look like a window. It never even dawned on us of, of the, the things that you guys would come up with. And, and that pagoda was beautiful. Thank you. Um, I love that everyone, when I first came up with something different, it, it was, it just shows Absolutely. that everyone has their own taste and everything. And you know, what's funny. Everyone keeps saying, wasn't it a pagoda? I never knew that's what it was called until I released the video and oh. everyone keeps calling me pagoda. I'm like, what is a pagoda? <laughs> It would have made my life so much easier googling images if I could just search pagoda, pagoda or whatever it is instead of Asian temple. Yeah. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you you nailed it. There's a um, a really famous one in Japan called the Golden Pavilion, and uh, when I first saw your thumbnail on that, I, I was like, no way, he didn't. The 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 uh, pavilion that that's in Japan, if you if you look it up, Golden Pavilion. It's all painted in gold. I don't know if yeah, it's wow. got gold gold flakes or if that's just the paint. It's a beautiful, very famous um, uh, one in Japan. But I looked at your thumbnail, and I would have sworn that you painted the whole thing gold with the black uh, uh, rooftops. And it was like, that is just beautiful. And it was like, it wasn't gold, but I was thinking about recommending you, hey, go back and repaint that. <laughs> Look it up on the internet find that thing and repaint it. And it was like, and then you got my vote for number one again. <laughs> as, as for our, um, our build, uh, because we were going with the, the Japanese origami theme, I decided to kind of make a, um, uh, a Zen garden look about it. It was a interesting challenge for us. Uh, the idea was to use some sand and epoxy. I didn't want to just sand blowing all over the house and, and spilling everywhere. So I figured I would, I would put it in some epoxy. And we actually had several different attempts on that. Um, every time we epoxied it, it all just became this one solid lump and you couldn't even tell there was sand on it. Eventually we started with just a little bit of epoxy on the bottom and poured a whole bunch of sand on it. And we figured at some point the epoxy couldn't reach any higher up and you would get dry bits of sand that would set on the top of, of the, the rest of the epoxy. And so it, it did work out. And then we just used a little Dremel to um, draw in the rake lines of a Zen garden. Uh, from there, we, we added some bamboo, some really small, thin bamboo that we, we kind of made it look uh, more of a Japanese uh, fence type thing. So we had a good time with that one. Um, but I was still, I was really impressed with what you guys did. Oh, thanks. I, I thought that was just such an awesome way to collaborate, uh, like all over the world for you to do the origami and then send it to everyone. I just thought it was such a great idea because there's really like, I know it was still expensive to ship like from Hawaii <laughs> to Australia and Canada. Thank you. You should have said the again, price tag on my package. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> The post office people thought I was nuts. They said, "What's inside here?" And I said, "A uh, piece of paper." <laughs> and it's like, "And you're you're paying what?" It's like, "Just send it, please." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I know it was like, it was actually pretty cheap to go. I sent the bottle opener to Adam. I think it was only twelve dollars, <laughs> but it took three weeks. So the USPS must have 
screwed you a little yeah, bit, Kim Richard. They, they got me for about four times that amount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my each. god. <laughs> I converted like, I converted the price tag on my package and it was like seventy eight dollars Australian. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Are you serious? Really what did <laughs> It was cheaper to send all that wood to me than when we did the coaster collab. Uh, oh, that wood was was not. Yeah, we won't discuss the wood either. <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. I did it because it was fun and because we yeah. were able to. So no big deal. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's and yeah, this is why was. you're a poor man. <laughs> you give all your money to 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 your friends and family via via I mean, postage. I've been catching a lot of heck on that on our our channel lately. I got a lot of trolls that are are complaining that oh you don't know what it's like to be poor and and how dare you name your channel poor man and and uh, had to explain to them you know if you do a real quick Google search you're going to find tons of companies with the name poor they say poor boy sandwiches and that doesn't mean that you're necessarily poor it's just a, a way of of expressing how you can do things without spending a lot of money but. I'm not changing the name. We're happy with it. We're still going to do things. Oh, until you hit a million subscribers and change it to Rich Man's DIY. Yeah, a million. Speak. At a million, will you change it to Rich Man? Um, well, <laughs> I've asked someone said you should change it to Rich Man, and they got they got kind of kind of irate with me or something about the whole poor man thing. And I said, well, I could change it to Rich Man because that is my name. They always called me Rich when I was younger instead of Richard. So I said, I, I, I can go with that too. I don't think they like my response too much. So I actually think that works a lot better because then you can just say, it's the opposite of my name. My name's Rich. Oh. <laughs> and the opposite of Rich is poor. And it's like, that's why I did it. Yeah, that's exactly why I did it. Yeah. There you Good go. Point. In case anyone comes up later. Uh, that's a retcon. Speaking of postage costs, I've got um, stickers on the way. And like, so, you know, like in the YouTube community, everyone does um, sticker swaps. I was looking at the post office, it's like $4.50 to send a letter to America. I'm like, so that's $10, $4.50 per sticker to send it to America. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't add a, it's not a cheap thing to do a sticker swap. No. And then you think about <laughs> it, and I've had a few people who I swap stickers with, then unsubscribe or unfollow me. Oh, no. And I go, <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? Why did you? I like whatever. If you don't want to follow it me, I it don't doesn't care. make sense. Because what do you want the sticker for then? Right. Like my stickers aren't like super high quality or anything. They're not worth the. Anyways, uh, they, they were yeah. hoping to make some money out of it, and and your your sticker just wasn't going to make anything for them. And they said, ah, yeah, unsubscribe. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the other thing that uh, I've been working on is a uh, mud kitchen for my son. I actually uh, completed it last week and uh, delivered it to him and uh, again got some good reaction photos hopefully had a, a GoPro going the whole time and me and my wife were both uh, recording with our cell phones um, and uh, hopefully I'll be getting that video out next weekend uh, but the this kind of segues nicely into our topic because uh, I wasn't able to go to the home hard, hardware store and buy any materials so I basically built it all out of scrap that I had in the uh, garage, basically some stair treads that I got from a friend that he had uh, like temporarily installed. So they're just basically a two by tens and then some uh, cedar fence posts and stuff. But uh, it's an interesting, you know, what you can come up with when you don't have a lot of 
uh, materials around or you, or you have a little bit of a different situation. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today is how has the current pandemic been affecting how you work? Uh, and we're going to start off with uh, Richard on this one. Okay, actually, you know what? Um, when this whole thing started, you weren't allowed to go to the local hardware stores and pick up anything. So it was a matter of of uh, using what you had available and I had some scrap bases and by the time we were done with this it was like we learned a few things that that uh, that actually came to be a benefit um, quite some time back we redid a, a, a closet uh, with some uh, cedar planks that's meant for the walls and um, it's like well I had spares for that I don't have any other rooms that I plan on using it in but I had some planks and I started you know what maybe I can make some boards out of this and try that and it turns out epoxy on that just looks brilliant and it's like so by mistake these cedar planks which were supposed to be on a, a meant for a wall when you glue them together and make make boards and whatnot out of them they came out really nice and so I, i'm actually thinking about going buying a box of planks not for use on the walls but for other projects that i could do uh, because we really liked it so we learned a few things about uh, how these scraps um can work for us so that was actually a, a benefit to us uh, regardless of whether the the uh, hardware stores were available or not how about you Adam? well it's funny you say that about the scraps actually because my um the pool pump cover that i put out today well a couple of days ago if you're listening to this um is actually completely made up of rough sawn fence palings from the hardware store because they're just cheap and easy to get and essentially it's like working with pellet wood just run them through the thicknesser and they're pretty nice and smooth and in my thought process, like that's like scrap wood to me. So like I use that quite a lot and um, flooring and all that sort of stuff as well. I find that um, scrap wood is actually quite good to work with. You can usually find it free as well. But onto the topic, um, it actually hasn't really affected me at all. I still go to work every day. My son still goes to daycare. We never were restricted from going to hardware stores or, or anything like that. So funnily enough yeah i haven't i haven't really had any issues I, I mainly work with scrap wood anyway so going to the hardware store all i would have needed is like glue and all that sort of stuff and i have enough on hand already so i think um i think you guys got restricted a lot more than australia did well i know on in canada at least in my province in canada on in ontario uh everything was basically shut down if you weren't an essential business so uh in the first i, I can't remember like the first week i didn't leave the house at all uh, my, my job, they said, we're closing down the office, go home, right? First week, I did nothing. But the, the second week, things started to be like, well, if you can do click and connect, then you can you can collect it at the curbside. So there was hardware stores were open that way. You would order online. But um, as far as like the living part, like I, I haven't really left the house much other than a couple times I've picked some stuff up at the hardware store. But uh, working uh, remotely, which is nice that I can do that. But, uh, you know, when it comes to actually trying to make stuff, like that's why I came up with a mud kitchen. I basically went out to the garage. I took stock of everything. Uh, and, and my biggest problem was actually, you know, those like 15 trips you take to the hardware store whenever you're working on a project to get screws or, oh, you ran out of glue or, you know, whatever it was that you're running out of. Like I had to... I really wanted to use coated screws because it's something that's going to be sitting outside and I couldn't get them. Like when I did a click and collect, it was like four days later 
that they said it was ready because they're just inundated with, uh, with yeah, four days. Yeah. They're inundated with 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 things like I I've been working on right now trying to do some painting outside, uh, painting my house like painting around my windows and stuff, and I needed to get some primer because I didn't have any left, and I ordered it three days ago and I still haven't got a thing saying it's ready, and it's like that's the type of thing that you just like run to the store, grab it, and go, right? Like, it's yeah. it's off-the-shelf primer. I saw your um, oddly satisfying on Instagram. It was oddly satisfying to watch as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, uh, yeah, for it was pulling off a bunch of cock was... <laughs> that sounds bad. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Make sure you enunciate that word again, would you please? <laughs> talking uh it was uh it was a lot of fun but uh yeah it was uh you know the other part of the sucks is i i didn't put it like i ordered some with the primer basically that's all i ordered but i wasn't expecting to have to pull all that uh caulking off and uh now i'm gonna have to order like two more tubes of caulking to replace that it just it just sucks because it's something that's like, oh, I ran out of caulking. Run to the store, grab a couple like tubs. They're literally in the aisle at the checkout. You don't even have to go anywhere. You just go to the checkout. They're right there. And I can't, I have to, yeah. That's the part that's really frustrating. It's so interesting to me. Because I'm not good like, at planning. Like to us, our hardware store, our hardware stores were essential, made essential. So like they never closed. People could go there. You had to keep like social distancing rules and all that sort of stuff. But you can still go there or get pick up whatever you want. There were a couple of people that got questioned because like we weren't allowed to leave the house unless necessary. And people were like, well, why is the shop open if I can't go there? So a few people got in trouble and then the government turned around and said, well, if a shop is open, you can legally go there. That's why they're open. And yeah, so like it's it's crazy that like I've heard so many stories of people saying they can't go just pick something up and that. And it's, it's insane to think. Like, I, couldn't imagine how hard that would be well you know i i think this this uh, covid situation uh hear me out it sounds kind of morbid but i think i think there's some some benefits that are going to be coming out um i think there's going to be a lifestyle change uh because of this and uh and these or these businesses are learning things that that they didn't have before you know there were a few of them that did uh delivery services uh, and there were there were not a whole bunch of them. In. There weren't a lot of them that did online shopping. Um, you know, the, the big box offices did it, but but not all of them. And now you see these mom and pop shops that are scrambling to make sure they stay in business. They found they found the ability of somebody who built them web pages and allowed them and taught them how to put up their items, and then people would buy it, and then can they're allowed to go drive there and do a curbside pickup. Um, the other, the big box office, uh, or the big box um, stores that, that we bought from, they've changed some things. It, it used to be if you buy uh, like a refrigerator, washer, dryer set, and you spend $1,000, uh, that's when they would give you delivery. But if you wanted to order small things, it's like, it's not worth our time, or we're going to charge you 100 bucks for, per item. It's like, well, I don't want to pay $100 for a tube of caulk and <laughs> $100 for some paint so just for one delivery it's like that's ridiculous but what they i think it 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 um they were they were desperate for business because people weren't able to come to them that they changed their policy where it was now you can order a whole bunch of different things and it would be one shipment and only one charge of 75 dollars, which for us was just brilliant because before when we wanted to get bigger items it wouldn't fit in our little car we would have to go rent a truck 
and you would pay more than 70 some odd dollars for that. So now we ordered some stuff and, and much to our surprise, they said, yep, they're going to contact you when it's ready. Um, and we figured it was going to be a couple weeks. We had someone pounding at our door, scared to live in tar at us. It's like no one's supposed to be out and about and who is banging on our door. And it was the delivery guy and he's got a pallet worth of stuff that we ordered online. And I, I suspect that if these companies are wise, even when this thing settles down, they will continue to do business like that. They, they may go to the old way of letting everybody in their store, but I suspect they're going to have continued curbside pickup, uh, continue with some deliveries with some things. So I think um, in a way, um, this will actually improve some things in how we do how we do business and be able to pick up some things. Uh, I'm sorry to hear it takes four days over there um, for your store. We we place an order online and they, they text me usually within an hour or two and say it's ready and I, I go out down there and, and pick it up. So so we've been pretty fortunate. I guess they got a better methodology. As bad as it sounds, I, I feel like I've benefited more from this thing. Like more places are doing home deliveries and uh, you know all that sort of stuff. Like it, it it's weird and like even like you look at like the movie studios now are looking at putting movies um i think fast nine might even be going like straight to streaming services instead of the movies like i prefer that like it's yeah it's i mean it's, yeah. it sucks that it took a pandemic for this sort of stuff to happen but i can see a lot of positives coming from it well i for me the one big positive is uh beer delivery uh <laughs> they're doing uh they're doing all the craft breweries around here are doing free delivery. Basically, if you buy a case of beer, they'll get free delivery. I, I always buy like three or four cases of beer. But uh, <laughs> anyways, it's been great. Uh, free delivery. On case, but the big problem is so there's they, they're not accepting empty returns at all of the locations. So the one near my house is accepting empty returns. So I went there and the lineup to do empties yeah. was like 30 people long. It was insane. Ours have just reopened as right. well. Because they, but same yeah. issue. Lines so, are so long. Can you clarify I don't know this I, for me? Yeah. Um, let me make sure I understand this. If you order items that are essential from a from a uh, hardware store, it takes four days. But beer, <laughs> I get that to you <laughs> right away. <laughs> it's pretty. It's, beer is also okay. so it's. <laughs> So we know where your priorities are. In well, I think I think the issue is that a lot of people that are working from home now are trying to do uh, home renovations and all that sort of stuff. So the home, the big box, big like um, stores are like inundated with orders and stuff of people trying to do renovations. Beer people. That's what's happened. Yeah, yeah. The interesting thing is uh, the the our our liquor control board. It's called the LCBO, the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. Uh, that's where you can buy like all the hard alcohol and also beer, but mainly it's for where you can get the hard alcohol. Uh, I know like in Hawaii, you can go to Costco and get Kirkland brand whiskey. I, I know that, that we don't got that here, uh, but you have to go to a special place, but uh, they never shut down. They were operating the whole time, but they're controlled by the government, which I thought was, it's kind of like a revenue thing. Uh, this yeah. My city is losing a million dollars a day just on transit apparently i I would see i work in transit and i wouldn't even know that number but they they refuse to stop the trains and everything because they don't want to lose the money but no one's catching them because everyone has to stay home so right i have literally worked i've literally driven trains that like have two people on there for a whole hour yeah so that's an interesting part about maybe one of the positives of 
this situation uh, is the work situation. Like before, I know my, like I was already doing work from home one day a week. Uh, so I already had like a tablet and I could connect through a, a VPN securely to my network and all that fun stuff. But uh, I really think there's a lot of people who now are going to be able to work from home. Like, obviously, if you work on a train, you can't work from home. But uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, times where people are going to be evaluating whether or not coming into the office is actually something that needs to happen. Uh, I know for me, I really miss the interaction with people. But I do like working from home for the most part. But uh, it just makes it so that you can't just pop into someone's cubicle and say, hey, I've got this issue. Can I talk it through with yeah. you? That part's hard. But uh, so I remember seeing a meme when this know. whole thing first started and it was like two things we've learned. Essential workers don't get paid enough and 90% of people can work from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what about you, Richard? Are you working from home? I am. Um, working for the government. Uh, they put us on VPN pretty much right away so i've been here I, I don't even know how many weeks now it's been well over a month or so and working from home the whole time for me it's almost but the benefit on this is i the benefit is that i i now have a little extra time every day to uh to continue on projects because um uh, here in hawaii the commute is uh rated number one worst in the u.s year after year we're either one or number two so driving 12 miles uh, what about 16 kilometers takes over an hour uh, each way and that's no fun on a tiny little island so the fact that I save two hours of driving time every single day that means I you know I get done with work and I can kind of pop right into the garage and kind of start working on some things or painting something so so yeah I'm kind of gonna miss it if I have to start driving all the way into work again. <laughs> yeah that's that's an insane so I do it's about 45 minutes and I take uh unfortunately right now i take a bus and a train uh eventually the train is going to come to my where i get on the bus uh but that's i do 45 minutes each way so that's an hour and a half extra that i get to sleep in uh oh. <laughs> you can spend it however you want uh but it is like it is nice that i get that extra out i i instead stay up later and uh and do a little work Try and do video editing at midnight. I'm, I'm uh, in there. And you got three cases podcast. of beer to finish too. Yeah. I'm an hour each way to work, and I don't get to work from home. So enjoy your extra time. <laughs> no problem. Right, but right now you got no no traffic. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, actually, there's a lot more than what I thought there would be. But yeah, it's a lot better than it used to be. You know, I don't really the times I work because I'm a shift worker. I don't really get the traffic that much. Normally, I'm going opposite to the traffic is pretty good but yeah the thing if they work out how they how i can work from home my government will then ship my job overseas so i don't want that to happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh i don't know it's one of those driving things that i go anyone who's like operating something that way i want to see someone there well we just um was it i think around the beginning of this year they they released um a metro service which is driverless and the whole thing just freaks me out and it's so stupid like that so they have this system where if there's an issue or something the headlights uh turn into high beams and it's like and like the the headlights themselves are like really bright on the metro and it's like why do you have headlights if you don't have a driver and it doesn't make sense <laughs> oh, that's true <laughs> that's a good point yeah, yeah. i just yeah 
the, I've never been on it. I, I don't driver, know how people get on it. It's, it's just weird. Yeah, driverless stuff for me. I just, I think that's a whole topic for a, a whole other podcast. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, there, there's definitely going to be some positive things that come out of this. Uh, there's obviously the unfortunate parts, um, so we don't want to minimize any of that. There's, no, of you know, not. everyone probably knows someone uh, who's been affected. Uh, I know for me, like my father works in a, in a prison. So, uh, you know, he, he, he's kind of got to go into work. He's an essential worker. Uh, my, you know, my mother was in, uh, Spain and Portugal when the, the outbreaks happened there, she happened to be on vacation. So that was like a scary time because like she tried to get a flight back early, but there weren't any extra flights. So you know, all the flights were canceled. So she had to come back at her normal time, which is great. She didn't lose any, you know, vacation time, but, uh, I, I know a few people that were in America when it first started and they wanted to come home early because there was no point in being there. Disneyland and everywhere where they wanted to go was all closed. They're like, what's the point of being here? We're just wasting time when we should be home at quarantining anyway. Well, yeah. If you're coming from a sunny place to another sunny place, <laughs> but if you're coming from Canada during the winter, you'll stay in the in spain or portugal like <laughs> at least it's not minus like whatever oh but uh, it's pretty cold this morning yeah so yeah what was it four degrees ah four yeah it was four here and that was a warm day <laughs> celsius you guys use celsius yeah. down in australia yeah. right yeah, yeah I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how to say that so what's fahrenheit that like crap <laughs> ah fahrenheit makes sense when it comes to pool temperatures like I know, like at eighty-five degrees is pretty good. Ninety is a perfect pool temperature, but uh, I have no clue what that is in Celsius. That's the only thing I know in Fahrenheit. Yeah, right. But uh, so I think uh, you guys got anything else you want to talk about on that? As I said, doesn't didn't really affect me that much. So all right, fair. Well, that's good and bad. But uh, anyways, okay. Uh, the next part we're going to be going over to is uh, is we're going to go into the recommendations part of our podcast. At some point, we'll figure out some sort of smooth transition, but uh, for now, that's what it was. Uh, so we're going to start off with Adam now. Uh, what's your recommendation or your clamp mandation or what's inspiring your clamp? Just looking it up because I don't want to get his name wrong. So I don't know. I don't know where it it popped up on newsfeed or something on YouTube, but I found a channel. It's a pretty big channel, but. Um, his name's Michael Reeves and he just, um, I don't know what he doesn't have any qualifications, but he just, he makes robots for no reason at all. Like just for fun. His videos are pretty vulgar. Like he swears a lot and all that sort of stuff, but I found it really, it's like he made a, um, he got an airsoft gun that aims at you. And then if you take damage in Fortnite, it shoots you in real life. Just stuff like, it's so stupid, but like it, I don't know. Just, I just found it really interesting. That's funny. He made a um a laser pointer so that like that? follows you around the room and shoots you in the eye. <laughs> Just yeah. Um so Michael M I C H A E L Space Reeves R E E V E S. Alright. So one day there'll be show notes and uh probably we'll include that uh, a link to uh, that I'm channel. writing them now. There you go. Uh and how about yes, you, Richard? Show, show notes will be on this episode. Awesome. And we'll pop back and and put them in the first episode. Uh, I'm going to recommend um, a friend of mine named uh, from from a channel called Bat City Design. Uh, Bat City Design um, is a, also more of a DIY rather than a woodworker or or maker. And um, just by fluke, he posted a video recently on uh, on renovating 
a bathroom, which is kind of what we were working on, but he beat us to it. And he managed to do something for um, for under $100. And it was just, it was like, it was simple stuff that really made the bathroom pop. Uh, he, he has a um, one wall that he put uh, some color to it that was different from the rest as an accent wall. He framed the mirror that, that before was just, just a, uh, I, I'm assuming it was a beveled edge mirror with nothing around it. But he uh, put some simple wood around it and it just made it look completely different. For all I know, that could have been um, a pallet wood or something, but but how he handled it, it just really made it look like like he went out and spent a lot of money on a, on a mirror on that, and with all the color, and he put some shelving in there, um, and and it just it really looked nice. So that kind of thing, it's like you know what I see stuff like that um, for a young man and his wife uh, to to be able to do something like that for inexpensively. That that's kind of how we look at it as the poor man's way of doing things, and and so. That was that was kind of inspirational, so uh, I would uh, definitely recommend checking that one out. Again, it was at Bat City Designs. Yeah, Sean over there at Bat City Designs does some amazing stuff, uh, and a lot of it, like like you're saying, on the poor man way, uh, doing it on the cheap and showing you little tips and tricks on how to do stuff, uh, like install recessed lighting. Uh, I'm pretty sure he has the YouTube record for the most videos. Uh, showing you how to install <laughs> recessed lighting but that bathroom did turn out really good uh i do i do think that uh that uh he he does great work and i have no clue how he finds the time with uh two little kids but uh you know maybe he's just more motivated than me uh so uh my recommendation is going to be uh Harky over at the longhorn workshop uh, he put out a video yesterday doing uh, a quick and easy uh, resin bowl, like epoxy resin bowl, and uh, and he used bubble wrap of all things to make this bowl to to use as the form. And I just thought that looked so cool the way it turned out with the like almost like honey, uh, not honeycomb, but almost honeycomb pattern to it, uh, and the colors and the way that he did it with the uh, shaping it around another vase. I just thought it was really cool, and uh, and I think he deserves uh, uh, some more views on his channel because he puts out some good stuff. Along with uh, you know the week before, he put out a nice little mallet uh, video, uh, which was really cool. You know, putting out a mallet, a giant mallet, the same week that uh, Jimmy Duresta <laughs> puts out a giant mallet. Yeah, you got to go. That's a big go big or go home kind of moment. I uh, I remember I put out a, a spoon carving video the same week Jimmy DeResta put out a spoon carving video, and I went, "Wow, that's really cool." He got like a lot more views than me though. So, <laughs> but I I just remember looking over the comments where a lot of people were going, "Wow, you did this!" Like he did the uh, you take one half of it and you trace the other side so that you have a symmetrical spoon, and I and everyone was like, "Wow, that's so amazing!" And I'm like. That's exactly what I did, and I didn't even see the video yet. And I just thought, like, well, that's, you know, and everyone's giving him props, and not a single person noticed it in my video at all. And I just went, ah. Oh. Uh, before you, before you move on, um, also separate to our recommendations, I do want to give a shout out to TF Turning for doing the music for this podcast, and I'll have links to his um, socials in the show notes as well. So go give him some love. Yeah. Tim, I believe. Tim is his name, but everyone calls him Pog for no good reason, and he can't explain it to me other than <laughs> that's what his dad called him. Uh, 
he's a he's a really good guy, really good Turner. Yes, definitely. But and also obviously a musician. He's definitely also um, stepped up his game with his videos too. Yeah, totally. And that one that is like cinematic friend. Oh, uh, did the video that, of is that, like I could watch that. So re- that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, man. That was that. He needs his friend back in the shop more often. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, so now we're gonna. Where can we find you? Uh, that's the next section of the podcast. So I'm gonna start off with Richard. Where can everyone find you? Well, I'm on uh, YouTube under Poor Man's DIY. Um, we make uh, DIY. We do uh, woodworking and, and maker projects. Uh, um, I do it along with my wife um, as a partner. Uh, she wasn't able to join us on this, but um, you can check us both out again at Poor Man's DIY on YouTube. Yeah, and I think you're on Instagram too, aren't you? I do, yeah, I do kind of give uh, more just a case of, hey, this is what I'm working on, uh, but I don't get into real specifics or, or that's not the focal point for us. Yeah, but if you want the teaser, the if you're, if you're so into poor man's DIY and you need to know what's happening and you want to get the little teaser pics on what's going to come next, you go over to the Instagram. Well put, sir. Well put. All right. How about you, Adam? So I'm on uh, YouTube and Instagram, both under Maker Mackey. Um, Instagram, I, I I don't know. I, I find Instagram really hard. I, it's like it seems so That's simple. It's said. just oh. <laughs> it seems so simple just to post some photos. But like I'm, I don't know. I post there often enough, I guess. Mostly teasers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I I get what you're saying. Instagram is hard. It's like there's a little like boom trick, and then all of a sudden. Uh, things start to work and i think uh talking about how to grow on channels is going to be a nice topic for another day definitely but, uh, yeah you know there is one of us here who's actually monetized on youtube um only one of us <laughs> i must say um uh, i think the fact the- that i use my phone to record hinders my instagram because i can't take photos while i'm recording uh, i i never put teaser ever put teaser photos up so uh that's totally and I know I have the biggest Instagram, the biggest thousand people Instagram following uh, <laughs> of the three of us. So I, I think it's more about the hashtags, less about the uh, hashtags and community. But yes. community is another good topic for another day. And uh, if you're uh, if you're listening to this and you uh, are inspired to contact us because you'd like to hear more about any of the particular topics that we've mentioned uh, throughout the podcast – uh, like community and you want to hear our thoughts on it just hit us up on the clampcast uh instagram page yeah we have an uh, instagram. just dm us there yeah we have an instagram uh i'm sure there's like five people following us so it's good <laughs> um and uh but you can follow us there and there'll be uh every time we uh put out a a, a new episode if you want to let us know ahead of time anything you want us to talk about if you've got any questions for us feel free to hit us up there uh, I forgot to mention, uh, oh, 15 followers, according to uh, Adam there. Uh, so I forgot to mention who I am. I'm the Grant Alexander. That's where you can find me all over the social internet web thing. Uh, mainly do YouTube and Instagram, but I also have a Facebook. Um, I don't have Twitter because I don't understand it. Uh, I don't have uh, TikTok either because I really don't understand that um and uh and you don't know how to dance oh i i know how to dance and there's pictures and videos of it so (laughs) you need Uh, to be on tiktok (laughs) yeah and i like dancing but uh i thought you were gonna get up and dance so 
Yeah, no, I, yeah, that would, no one's watching. So yes, I'm doing that right now. I'm dancing and everyone's like, wow, look how good he is. I'm learning a whole ah. new side of you. Beer, extra sweet, ah. and dancing. Wait, you, you, right. you didn't know he likes beer? Yeah. <laughs> good point. Okay, not that quantity. So, that? so today I learned that Richard oh. doesn't watch the end of your videos. <laughs> Well, then he probably doesn't watch the middle of them either, <laughs> because I'm getting a lot of heck on the internet for drinking a beer. I, the best thing is I got like my first negative comment the other day, and it was about drinking in my, in my video. And it's one of the few videos where I don't have a beer on the bench while I'm actually recording. Like I went through the whole thing to make sure I was like, no, I only drink at the end. Like usually, once I get into the hand sanding part, I'm like, "Well, it's time to open a beer." Yeah, as long as you're not using but, power uh, tools. Hey, well, well, like, come on, sanding. How like, else do you oh. get through the sanding process? You got to be drunk, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyways, that's a story for. Anyways, I wasn't drinking using power tools, as far as I know, or as far as any of you know. Um, that's it's been a lot of fun chatting with you guys uh, today. And uh, anyone got any other business they want to discuss before we end the podcast? Nope. And we got some shaking heads no, so I'm going to have to say that's probably a no. So I just want to say thank you, everyone, for listening. And, uh, oh. I, I do have something to include to everybody. Make sure you stay, uh, be safe and stay healthy. Good. Good advice. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. And, uh, and I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget, the, the best thing you can do for, to help support us is to uh, tell a friend to listen. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Thank you very Share much. The podcast. <laughs> Oh,